Hello everyone and today is a great day <laughs> to remind you that we all need to give ourselves grace man you know trial and error trialing until it works um looking through the math and realizing that you got it wrong and waking up and doing it again tomorrow you know what i mean it's a great day to remember that so what's up bestie and welcome to tea with tea it's a pleasure to once again be your amazing funny beautiful host miss malaza <laughs> and i am so grateful to have you here today so you might be listening to me for the first time and if someone were to say tell tell us something about yourself that nobody else knows or like tell me something about yourself that is like something that you'd like people to know i would tell people that i'm funny <laughs> i think i'm i'm quite funny i think i'm really funny and I think I'm really funny once I get comfortable. Because I'm pretty shy, you know, I'm pretty shy. And someone somewhere is listening to this and raising their eyebrow and they're like, no, the hell, you're not. <laughs> I perhaps they're right. I just take a, a, like a long time to adjust. Anyways, that's not the point of this um, recording. So today, I'm gonna ramble. I'm gonna ramble. You're going to be listening to the most unstructured 20-minute monologue with Tandega Malaza. And we're going to title it and it's going to give you some sort of, you know, satisfaction uh, before you head out for work this morning, before you stay in bed and contemplate about why we should blame states for everything. before you work on your project that's been taking a lot of time before you go on your phone and you read a book you know that this is something that you need to listen to i can't really tell you why but i can promise that okay so grab your cup of tea and let's just get chatting there is so much power in surrendering control and what stands out for me about a lot of what life requires for from us is we are expected to show up we're expected to perform our tasks get them done to show up and be polite and have mannerisms you know that we've carried throughout our entire lives we're expected to perform ourselves like outperform our previous um forms of self i guess or like We're expected to show up as the best possible versions. And over the last, I'd say, two years, I have probably been the most um, moderate version of Tandega that there ever has been. I slumped a lot. So when I say slumped, I just mean it became too much for me to handle. The constant externalities that always pushed me inwardly and never gave me room to grow outwardly and it takes a lot of disappointment in oneself to realize that you hit rock bottom and nobody actually cares about it and you realize that you can talk about your issues as much as you possibly want I could come on this podcast and I could tell you why you need to feel sorry for me I could tell you what I've been through and I could complain but at the end of the day, it's so crazy how life continues. You know, like, life just goes on. And all this pressure that you internalize about becoming the best possible version of yourself ends up being a war against yourself. 
you know there's this beautiful quote that i love about how a mind that is free from judgment is the only mind that is open to learning and that is because once you have um a, a mind that is likely to judge people or likely to judge situations it means that you've made a conclusion and I like that so much because you can never make a conclusion if you don't have enough information. If you've ever done mathematics at an advanced level or if you've ever taken pure mathematics in university, you realize how slowly the progression of that math course becomes less about numbers and more about your thinking ability. So how able are you to derive a formula from nothing except a scenario? So they tell you, Steve goes to the shop to buy bread from Tabo, but Tabo had a storm on his way and needed to recalibrate his distance. Derive a model that describes the situation with the best possible outcome. You have no numbers. You have nothing to sort of tell you and guide you as to where you're going. So you have to take a lot of varying factors into that math equation, right? So you have to model it in such a way that it makes the most sense. And I think that's the beautiful thing about life is that when you look at anyone's story, it's like you made the decision that made the most sense for you at the time. It doesn't mean you're okay with it. It doesn't mean that you're happy with it. It doesn't mean that you're living a more fulfilled life because of it. It just means that you made that decision. And there's so much simplicity in understanding that you cannot control outcomes. The only thing that you can control in any situation is yourself, your reactions, your habits, your belief systems the people around you and what you decide to do with whatever information that you presented with. So it's like, you know, in the bigger, in the bigger scope of things in the larger picture, it means anything else that is outside of your control just becomes an event that occurs to you, that happens to you. It's not really about how much effort did I put in or how hard did I try or, you know, what didn't I do? Or what did I do wrong or correctly? It's just that you did it. And if it didn't work out, then it didn't. A lot of life, um, and I think I also read somewhere, I read a lot of things on a daily basis. Um, I will search, I will Google for a random ass topic on um, a search engine. It's funny because I used, do you see what I did there? I used, I used the two words around. I said, I will Google for a topic on a search engine. I should have said, I will use a search. Like, I should have said it differently. <laughs> like, I just know that, like, something was the other way around. Anyway, if I think about something and I'm like, I wonder why this is the thing, why this is the case, I will most likely Google it. And one of the my favorite things that I have learned over um, this last week is cognitive dissonance, right? How we cannot, sometimes we struggle to accept certain realities because we have a truth that we know of. And so our abilities to match these two realities together becomes more difficult. Why am I saying this? I'm just saying this because, you know, I think there's just so much pressure in life. There is too much. And I think we can blame capitalism, friends. We can because you wake up. And you are taught your entire life how to make a living. But you're not taught how to self-sustain. You're taught how to be a market participant. And like, what that means is 
You spend your entire life studying things that are needed for you to function well in the workplace. So you tap into that system and all is great and well. I think education is great. I think what they managed to do for us, because if without education, I wouldn't have started a podcast. Without education, I wouldn't have figured out how to begin a blog. Without education, I wouldn't even know that you could link accounts together to make something work. And so really, really grateful for that. But if I were to ask, to be asked to sit at a bench and tell people what is wrong with the state, I would prepare like a five-page essay. Like I would prepare a five-page speech and spew because everything is wrong. And that trickles down into like our human relationships. So sometimes you sit around people and you just can't tell that there is like this element of condescend, of a condescending tone or like a condescending mindset towards you, what you've achieved and what you do. For such a long time, I was... I was very wary of posting things on social media. So myself having fun, myself in an outfit that I thought looked great, myself in a restaurant, because I always felt like there were these little voices in my head that were telling me, that were saying all the negative things that I've heard from other people. And that's no way to live, right? This is also in relation to relinquishing control because we, we cannot control how other people perceive us. We cannot control how the state treats us, though we can, you know, have revolutionary measures in place to ensure that the state answers to some of our demands, to ensure that people treat us appropriately, we will enforce boundaries. But at the end of the day, there's really nothing that we can do. You know, I can sit and I can while and I can speak about how amazing I think I am and how great I think I am and how soft I am for all the things that I've been through. And I might be right and I might be justified. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change the reality that I am faced with and that I am tossed with at present moment. It is my reality, and there's nothing that I can do about it. And, you know, these lessons, they become so imperative in how we then navigate life, you know, because there is a statement, um, I was journaling the other day, and I wrote a statement when I was journaling about how you know, Tandega, the storm didn't come to kill you. It has definitely changed you. You're definitely a different person. You definitely don't think the same and you don't do things the same way, but it didn't come to kill you. And the power that I have and my ability to be able to bounce back becomes an inherent character trait that enables me to be a valuable player in whatever dynamic that I exist in. And so in work, in my relationships, in my family dynamics, in my community memberships, it becomes a valuable trait to be able to speak about my survival in the past tense. And I will tell you now that I have had one of the most ridiculously terrible and terrifying years of my entire life. Like, when I think about this year, I don't laugh. I'm laughing now because I'm recording this podcast episode and it blows my mind how when I stop overthinking things, I just manage to get things done. However, I was just speaking about how difficult this year has been. I have felt like Jonah. You know, in, in, in Jonah chapter two, Jonah prays a difficult prayer where he literally says, I, he speaks, you know, that man penned what being forgotten and what being rejected was like. You know, he says, out of the realm of the dead, you heard my voice, you know? And then he also goes on and he says, the waters 
surrounded me to the point of death. You know, and he continues to speak about how the seaweed surrounded my head. And I was like, to me, all of these are such beautiful, um, you know, language terms that are used to describe how you might feel at any particular point in time. And so, you know, that's what this year felt like for me. It felt like I was being surrounded to the point of death and not just by the circumstances that were happening to me as an individual, but also the judgment that I was inflicting upon myself. You need to be, when you're following this conversation, please keep in mind that I do a lot of analysis. So I spoke about judgment at the beginning and a mind that is free from judgment because sometimes we think about that and we love to preach um, like the gospel of free judgment to other people, you know, like don't be judgmental um, just because I have like 25 tattoos. It doesn't mean that I'm a person like this, but sometimes I think we are unable to adjust that same metric to ourselves. So it's so easy for me not to judge other people, but when it comes to me, I hold such a strong judgment towards myself and some smart ass psychological guru out there is probably like Tandega, that is not true. That is their opinion and their like basis of analysis and study. But another thing that tires me about the internet is how people tell you that your opinion has no sort of like backbone or sort of analysis. At least for me, right? I think that the beautiful thing about thought processes is that they're very unique and they're very like tailored to your own human experience and own human condition and so you know you don't just struggle from like what life is dealing you the lemons that life is dealing you but you're also struggling with dealing with it and then dealing with it and being able to move on from it so even though I was journaling about how the storm didn't come to kill me I was like it pretty like it it damn well tried it really did try though like I really was at a point where I would sit in a room and not want to speak, you know. There is something about a deep sense of sadness that you just wish you could shut up. You just wish you didn't have to participate. You wish nobody could see your face. You want to deactivate all your social media and you wish you could sit in silence. Because when the world is heavy and everything is dark, it feels as though you could just move away and go to a corner and scream. But at the same time, life is continuing to go on, you know? All the carnage that you have been suffering in your storm is looking at you to clean that up and put it back where it belongs. And you sit there and you wonder, how the hell am I, young as I am, supposed to be able to deal with the state that I'm in? And oftentimes then, what you realize that people will do is people will take the blame and put it on themselves. Because if they put it on other people, it becomes difficult to point fingers and to understand where this problem is coming from. But sometimes, friends, life just happens to you, unfortunately for us, is that seasons are so unpredictable because you might have a great season. I'm not, I'm not like into sports and I don't really understand, but I know that some people have great runs, especially when it comes to soccer. I see people being angry on the internet all the time about how somebody in soccer isn't doing great. And people will talk about how clubs have had great histories and then now there's a new manager and things aren't really working out well. 
And so, you know, wearing out that season of difficulty is probably one of the most difficult things that any of us has to do in their lifetimes. And so <laughs> the reason why I really um, I'm having the, the conversation about relinquishing control is because it has been a personally difficult thing for myself to do. And every single time I'm in a situation where I realize I cannot fix the situation, I step back, but I don't step back because I want to rest. I step back because I feel like I have failed. Whew. Failure, right? And you will go to a motivational speech and you will go to a church and they will tell you that, you know, like failure is not the end, but you're not going to hear it. You're not going to hear it, bestie. I might be saying it now and you're still not going to hear me. Because when you grow up in, a, in an environment and in a place where it feels as though everything is meant to work out in your favor. And it feels as though everything that you have ever worked hard at has always been a success. Any time that you work hard at something and it doesn't become a success, it almost feels as though your world is falling apart, one brick at a time. You start to see the affirmations that you have climbed on just come crumbling down. And at that moment, what you try to do in an ode and in pursuit of saving your perception of yourself is you will try to outperform the version of you that has not done well. You will spiral though, because you cannot outperform a version of yourself that was steady in its pace with a version of yourself that is fluttering down with no sense of support, with no sense of stability, and with no sense of forecasting. So that's how I felt, you know, I felt like I had to be this mastermind guru to be able to save the image of Tandega that I had for myself, to be able to survive the storm, to be able to keep growing. And so, you know... <laughs> Failure isn't final. If it was, all the people that we see outside who have made it wouldn't, ha wouldn't be there to tell these stories. But they don't make it a brand because everybody has failed in life. It becomes just another story. It just becomes just another statement in the day. And people move on because you're not the first person to fail and you're not going to be the last one. So this sounds very, very cliche. And you're probably just like... Yeah, she's about to say it. And I am about to say it. <laughs> but failure is a stepping stone. And the only way to know which areas of your life need improvement, which skills need to be upgraded, is only if you fail. I have failed at very few things in my life. But when I have failed, I have failed dismally. It has taken me um, a lot of time to get up and to put myself in a position again where I feel like I need to fight again. I have wanted to stay in the shadows because I felt as though everybody's speaking about how much of a failure I am in this department. Everybody is looking at me as though I'm a failure and everybody's sitting in their room somewhere giggling about it. Firstly, I don't think any of us are that important. Perhaps some people are. I'm not, though. So if somebody is really sitting somewhere, focusing on my life, they are bored because there's nothing there. Absolutely nothing. Like, there's nothing to see. So if you're somewhere and you're clapping your hands because I have, you know, slipped a little. Is it slipped? 
I have slightly just, you know, fallen out of my ways and done something that I didn't think was part of my character before, then it must be a very terrible life that you're living. But I don't think any of us are that important, bestie. And I'm just saying that because, you know, if there was a time actually when my phone died the whole day and I came back, I had no text messages. And I was like, actually, we're only important to ourselves and we always maximize effect, right? Because we think that somebody's always watching. Perhaps somebody is, but half the time when somebody sees a stumble or a block, they want to help, man. Well, with regards to my personal experiences. And so, you know, um, if we were more transparent and more honest with each other as humans, if we pushed for a great growth in terms of our vulnerability, we would be in much better places. So this conversation is short. It really means nothing. But I am so happy to be sitting here talking about this because I realize that this is what I wanted to do with the podcast. And the next guest, I actually am going to have a guest. And this time I can actually say I promise (laughs) because I finally figured out how to hold virtual conversations. And I am so happy because I was just thinking, how the hell am I going to take the podcast equipment out of my mother's house to the place I'm meant to meet this person at? have a cup of tea ordered, and be able to curate a space in that environment. I cannot bring them to my mother's house because in my mother's house, it's not always going to be the kind of mood that I needed to be or the kind of setting that I needed to be. So when I move out of this house, besties, trust and believe you're going to get more content. But right now, I just want to remind you that one, the storm didn't come to kill you. Two, you need community to heal Three, things will work out, man. They will work out. And this is not a feel-good session, though it probably does feel like one. And I sound like everything is good and well. But at any given moment in time, besties, you absolutely have no idea what other people out there are going through. You might be so surprised if you sit next to someone and you just listen to them at how much people harbor the same sort of pain and the same sort of, like, regrets about their own lives so you know your failures aren't final there's going to be a tomorrow the sun will rise again it will set again there will be another season in your life where it's different than what it is right now the great thing about life is that nothing lasts forever the terrible thing about life is that nothing lasts forever and so it's this continuous cycle of storms, of sunny days, of warm winds, of cold fronts. And there's this entire human experience where you sit down and you sit back and you reflect on your journey and you're like, actually, I did not think I will make it, but I did make it. I did not think I could survive, but I did survive. And so that becomes a testament of how you can do it again. You might not want to, bestie. Granted, I don't know how I feel, but what I can tell you is that everything happens in such a timely manner, it almost feels like this life isn't real. (laughs) And maybe it isn't, you know. Someone on TikTok said, we live on a floating rock in the middle of space. Like, life is not that serious. So when you feel like you're going to die, you probably aren't. (laughs) So today, I just want you to say one thing you're grateful for, just one. And maybe that will keep you going. 
So that might have been a whole bunch of nothing for somebody. But I just have this belief, this intuitive belief that the things that need to be said um, sometimes are the things that need to be said. And so, you know, you might be sitting in your room, tears in your eyes, it's been a long day, you need a hug, but you can't really ask for a hug because everybody, every time you've asked for one, people have asked you what's wrong and they've wanted to hammer you with words and advice. And I might not know what your story's like. I might not know what you've been through. You might be happy. It might have been a good day. I want to share that happiness with you because life's not very kind. And when it is, we need to celebrate that. But we're all human. And the more we lean into our human condition, the more we can be there for each other. So you're trying. Even if it looks like you aren't, even if you feel as though you're not pressing hard enough or you're not pushing hard enough, you're doing the best you can. And in this world, which has its capitalistic claws in everything, it is much more difficult than it seems to be. So I'm proud of you. You're really amazing. And you're doing great. And somebody loves you. Might not be me. (laughs) Joking. I don't know you, but like, somebody worries about you. Somebody does think about you, you know. Um, So yeah, just practice gratitude, bestie. It'll keep you afloat, I promise. And even when you feel as though you're sinking, remember, Jonah sunk. Somehow he still made it out. You will too.